ocean soon. We've been yeah. driving a long while and it's getting dark. Yeah, I would take over for driving, but you know, I, I, we all know you hate me driving your car. <laughs> it's not that I hate you driving. It's just, you know, I'm used to my vehicle and... and we've ran out of so. good musicals and now we're just listening to Heathers. Oh, what a, what yeah. a terrible evening. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh no, a raccoon ah! in the road! Ah! <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> Mark! Why did oh, you no. let me drive? I no. Oh no! Oh. I'm sorry, Danny. I do you have your phone on you? I do, but it's at one percent, and you didn't bring uh, the crock charger. Oh, I, oh man, we we have to find a phone. Let's oh, look, look there in the distance. Is that? I think it is. A a mansion. A mansion, and someone's standing on the porch. I was. Let's go. I was hoping you would knock, but I happened to be on the porch. I witnessed the whole thing. It's Sarah Knopf, our guest from our episode about Monsters Inc. But more. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. it's me in my mansion. Well, Sarah, can we use your phone real quick to call someone? You may. But only All after right. 40 minutes to an hour. Okay. Oh, cool. It'll, We're going to sit on this porch then. Sit around the fire of the car. I'm, I'm so glad that you have a porch. <laughs> You're out here on it. Yes. Well, Let's stay on the porch. We're known for <laughs> We're going to stay well, on the porch. I'm... This fire, this car fire creates such a spooky atmosphere at 3 a.m. Well, yeah. Well, now that we're chilling on the porch, Sarah, what what have you been up? What you know, it's it's spooky season. What have you been up to this past month? Well, do you guys like scary movies? Oh my gosh, do am we I, ever? Am I in Ivan Scream right now? Is this the, the no? Other, is this what who's under Ghostface's mask is Sarah? Scream is directed by Wes Craven. And also those guys from Radio Silence. <laughs> no, so I've been sorry. watching horror movies directed by women. Whoa! Oh my gosh! I so love like, women. Yeah, tell us, like, tell us about your thing you got going on. Well, <laughs> I guess we're 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 kind of I'm, scaling down the role play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. We, we're not role playing. We're on the sport. <laughs> You yeah, just chilling. We're on a porch. I'm 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 just very relaxed now that we're chilling on the porch. Did not worry about your insurance at all. <laughs> well, I mean the car will get here when it gets here. What can we do? That's true. We can only just chill and talk about female directed horror movies and yes. Sarah's journey with them. If she has one. Like how we are looking for the ocean of Pixar journey. What are you? I do have a bit of a journey. So I will preface this. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to weave the tale for you. So I, like many other film students, use Letterboxd. And um, every year, Letterboxd has a user, and I can't remember his name, 
who does a list challenge called uh, Hooptober, which is in honor of Toby Hooper, who is the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I participated like one year and I didn't finish, so I did not complete that challenge. But the next year, I decided that I was going to make my own challenge. And it partially started um, because I watched a female-directed horror movie called Revenge. And I was really, I didn't really even like Revenge that much, but I felt the need to write about it. And my review actually became very popular. It was featured by Letterboxd at the end of the year. And I just decided that I was going to create my own list challenge uh, for the month of October, 31 female-directed horror movies with my own set of rules uh, called Femtober. Cool. So have you, how long, how many years have you been doing that? So I started 2018, so this is my fifth year. So far I have not missed a movie, I have not missed a year, so we'll see if that continues. <laughs> and so do you watch... Do you watch 30 movies? 31 movies? 31 movies. Many? Every month. Well, every October, yes. Every month. Every month. Every month. Well, yeah. every month my and life. then I stop. That's my cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As me, a person who does not really go out to watch horror movies, and the only female-directed horror movie I can think of right now without going to look at your lists are Jennifer's Body and... Oh, I, I lost the name of it. Too. Oh, American Psycho. Uh, what are like some female directed horror movies you've discovered over the years that you're like, these are great. And what are some that you've been like, what are the most memorable experiences you've had with this? You know, like movie wise, maybe like surprises. I, I just asked you like five questions at once. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Mark was prepared. I was like, I was like, Mark, make well, sure you're really, prepared. I, know, I have all the same <laughs> questions. I'm really intrigued, but it's like, I want to know everything. So yeah, yeah. where do we start? You know, type of yeah. Thing. Um, well, I guess just to kind of, just to finish up my little backstory, you didn't interrupt, sure. but I just, I just oh. remembered something. Um, Letterboxd just has this habit where they share lists and it's like lists, it's like a list called like, you know, movies that shaped the profound female experience and they're like super popular and it's like by some guy named Tom. So I just feel like, you know, on, in general, I think that. There's been some controversy on Letterboxd because women tend to write joke reviews. There's a very popular um, user on Letterboxd named Lucy who writes joke reviews. Um, and people are kind of like, it should be serious. And it's just interesting, the dynamic. But yes, to answer your, some of your questions. Um, we can do an entire symposium on the gender uh, <laughs> yes. stereotypes and biases of Letterboxd. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I would say, so my all-time favorite movie that I've watched during Femtober, um, which just, I just added it to my favorites on Letterboxd, is a movie called Ravenous, um, from 1999, directed by Antonia Bird. Um, it stars Guy Pierce, David Arquette, uh, Robert Carlyle, uh, also Jeffrey Jones, but don't worry about that part. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... I, I was not expecting much. I thought it was going to be, you know, because it's kind of relatively, it's definitely become more like mainstream now. But, you know, at the time, it was just kind of like this cheesy 90s movie. Um, and it ended up being this really cool kind of, you know, like anachronistic um, 
cannibal comedy horror western. Um, the music is by Damien Alvarn, who uh, is also known as the Gorillas. So the music is really cool. And that was my biggest surprise. I watched that one, one of the last ones that I watched the first year. And I was like, this is like a really amazing movie. And it just kind of, that to me was like the first experience where I was like, these movies, like, I'm not like, not to be like, oh, I'm a hipster, but like, there are some undiscovered gems here for sure that you wouldn't know about unless you were like actively looking for them. How long did it take you before you started? Like, I imagine you had a bunch in your mind when you started out. How long did it take before you like ran through the list of ones that you knew and you had to really do some serious research? So I have a private list on Letterboxd, which is, I, I haven't been updating it, but it's all female directed horror movies. So I kind of filled those in. Um, we had taken previously a female or feminist horror class. So we had some, you know, names, you know, Karen Kusama, Marina Devan, um, you know, people like that. Um, so I had some of that. And then obviously you have like, you know, Catherine Bigelow, you have, you know, American Psycho, Barry Heron. So stuff like that, I was kind of able to fill in. The big thing is because I really wanted to kind of emulate Hooptober. And I wanted to kind of expand my own personal tastes. Um, it was kind of filling in the rules. So, you know, things like short films, things like um, decades, things like foreign films, especially. Um, that was something that I definitely had to go out and research. I would say every year it takes me at least a couple hours to research and figure out, you know, what I need to do. That's honestly much less than I thought. So that's pretty good. <laughs> So I want I I feel like I expect there not to be but have you noticed trends? Yeah, I mean I would say I mean there are quite a few trends. I would say, you know, typically if something is made in the 80s, it's pretty schlocky, it's pretty bad. Um there's definitely like the 60s and 70s, there's a lot of occult, there's a lot of sex and witches. The 90s is where you kind of get to that more free spirit kind of edgy um, more experimental, um, you know, 2010s, 2020s is obviously kind of the modern era, you know, where you see extremism and you see, you know, mainstream and stuff like that. So there's definitely trends. There's definitely, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I watch all these movies and they're all great because they're not. Like some of them are really bad. Um, but typically I feel like they're, you can usually tell which ones are going to be bad. It's usually the 80s ones. It's usually the ones that are like, you know, the being or the creature or whatever. Like those are just, and they're usually produced by Roger Corman. So. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to ask actually very briefly on recent stuff is when it comes to the recent stuff, what do you find is generally better? Is it like, because I think, I think one of the most influential horror movies, period, of the 2010s is directed by a woman. And that's the Babadook, which kind of sh shuffles in um, elevated horror, that term. So do you think in general nowadays, specifically talking about the female directed horrors, do you think you generally like the like air quotes elevated horror more or the more like, I'm trying to think of, I don't know if mainstream horror, but like the Blumhouse type of horror, you know what I mean? Like the kind of mainstream female directed horror movie. What do you think is better nowadays because i just saw i just saw the invitation a few weeks ago 
Which is I've not seen that, great. Yes. <laughs> versus <laughs> versus the invitation, the other yeah, invitation. I haven't seen yeah. the character Which one. is that's a good one. Um, I should no. see it. <laughs> it's um, I, it kind of depends. I mean, I think that the line is kind of blurring between what is elevated and what is mainstream. And you know, I hate to say it because I don't like these directors, but you know, people like Robert Eggers and Ari mm-hmm. Aster are really kind of blurring the line because studios are more willing to bank on them. Um, I mean, like this year, I haven't watched all of the 2022 films that I set out to watch, but you know, the, I just watched Bodies, 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 which is. It's an A24 movie, but it's still, you know, it's a comedy. It's mainstream. It's got recognizable actors. And I really enjoyed it. Not really as a horror, but that's a different, you know, discussion. Um, There's a film I watched either last year or the year before called Relic, which was actually produced by um, the Russo brothers. And it was, I would consider it an elevated horror. Um, It was about, it's about a woman with dementia and... It really surprised me. Like, it, I just, I thought I was going to hate it, and I did hate it up until, like, the last five minutes, and it totally, like, flipped a switch for me. So, like, it really, I'm just kind of a mixed bag with my taste. Like, if something, you know, it just, if I like something, I like something. Like, you know, Black Christmas remake was horrible. Um, but, you know, stuff like um, Shirley, which was on Hulu, directed by Josephine Decker, um, was very good. So it just, That was a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Which I don't know if you can call that a horror movie, but it's, you know, I think, and especially with streaming, I think the line is kind of blurred between what is elevated and what is mainstream. Yeah, I can't, I, I don't, I, I wonder what you feel about this, because honestly, my thought about The Babadook was that it was like marketed as elevated horror, and that created this dialogue about that, but like... A lot of movies are metaphorical, so it's like, I don't know. Well, I just, that's not totally related. But I, I don't want to fight with Mark because this is meant to be like a Sarah interview. But to me, I feel like the Babadook was not marketed as elevated horror. I think it kind of like created that term, if you know what I like. I don't think that term was nearly as popular or around until like everyone, every critic in the reviews was like, "This isn't a normal horror movie. This is elevated horror." You know. Maybe I guess I wasn't really around in 2014 to pay attention to the Babadook reviews, but I don't feel like I ever really heard the term elevated horror in high school. Well, I think it kind of a movie like that kind of comes with the territory um, because it's a foreign director. Jennifer Kent is Australian. Um, She's very kind of underground. You know, she had a lot of projects that were I mean, it was her first feature film, but she made The Monster, which was what it was based on, you know, years and years and years earlier. So I think inherently when you have kind of a word of mouth movie like that, um, especially one that's kind of unfamiliar territory, it's going to tend to be considered, you know, more highbrow. Um, you know, I would say the same. I mean, I hate to be like, oh, you know, Ari Aster. Um, I don't like the Babadook, so I'm not, I'm okay with comparing them. But, <laughs> um, you know, like same thing with like Hereditary. It was kind of a word of mouth thing. Um I think there's a big difference. I mean, Jennifer Kent had to crowdfund her second film. Ari Aster's second film came out 11 months after Hereditary. So there is a difference. Um, But I think inherently, you know, women, they are kind of in these spaces that are considered more, you know, artsy and more, um, you know, elevated. So when you have movies like Bodies, 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 when you have movies like Fresh, they are, they're kind of, the outlier, even though they are these major films. 
And then one of the, like, I mean, as you said, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is released by 84, where their entire brand is that it's elevated. And so people are like, what is this when this comes right. out and it's just a horror comedy? They're like, what is the deeper meaning here? And it's like, it's just a silly satire, you know, Among Us type of thing. All right, Mark, do you have, uh, I want to well, concede the floor to Mark for a question, because I, I, I love talking about elevated horror, but I also think we should move on from that. Unless Mark has well, more I wanted- to ask about it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I can, I can ask and ask and ask. Do you think because I find I, I don't want to use this word because it is. I find it interesting that if I'm right, these are all f- uh, directed by women, right? The whole project, yes. Of, yes. Some of them have male co-directors, but I make sure that a woman's name is you know somewhere. I mean, it's always going to be directed by a woman. There are some that are uncredited, um, but. It's always going to be a woman, yeah. So how does that relate to uh, auteur theory? Because I, I feel like, like I feel like everyone makes the list of a certain director or certain directors. It begs the question of did well, did you get anything out of like organizing it by director versus like screenwriter or something like that? So have you noticed like uh, there are there are auteurs that you found? in the project or, or people that you follow or has that not really been the case or whichever? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say definitely, especially when it comes to the short films. Um, I definitely, you know, they, it's these kind of up and comers and, you know, sometimes they say, you know, we're working on a feature and you see all these lists and these articles that are like, this amazing short film and she's working on a feature and you don't really see anything as a result of that. But, um, there's a director, um, Chloe Okuno, who directed a short film called Slut a couple years ago in her movie uh, Watcher, not to be confused with Netflix's The Watcher, um, came out this year. And it's been very cool to kind of see her career progress. And she was originally attached to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as well. Um, so there are, you know, there, there are some directors that I really like the shorts and then I hope to see them again. Um, but... You know, there's there's one director, I'm not going to say who it is, because that would be spoiling one of my games, but <laughs> she's been really, she's been a big fixture in, in horror, especially foreign horror lately, so it's been very cool to kind of see, you know, way back when in 2018, they were considered like these really, you know, you know, look out for so-and-so, even like people like Sophia Tikal, who of course ended up directing for Blumhouse, um, it's cool to kind of see them pop up but there's also a lot of established directors as well do you remember when um it's just a, this isn't a real question but do you remember when we saw tammy and the t-rex and there was that short before and i thought you said the short was a previous Fremtober selection you're like no oh it wasn't oh okay no. but it could it was female directed i remember and we were all like that was terrible <laughs> no 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 yeah no and but she ended up being if you want to say what yeah, she ended she- up doing she ended up uh, doing something I covered for six straight weeks on Wise with Ty and Dan. Uh, she directed all the episodes of Loki, Kate Heron. So, um, I don't know what she's doing now. I know she explicitly said she would not be returning to Marvel. So I'm curious what her next project is because Loki was pretty well liked, like you know, for one of those shows. So hopefully she pops up. Maybe she'll do a another horror movie. Hopefully, like a full horror movie. I don't know if she ever did a feature. Did she? I don't think so. I have no. I, I don't think so because I haven't. I haven't put yeah. her on the list. So. <laughs> I feel like you would have. You would have hit her because she was. She did a Marvel thing, so she's kind of big now. 
Do you uh, use like tags and metadata to find movies directed by women, or do you just have to go through and kind of do it manually? Yeah, it is kind of done manually. I mean, it, it kind of the process kind of starts with you know finding female directors, you know, a list of female directors, and kind of narrowing 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 it down. You know, have they directed a horror movie? Have they directed a thriller? Have they directed something that could be considered, you know, horror adjacent? Um, it's especially kind of difficult, I've found, um, with foreign directors, um, because you want to find, you know, I want to find movies that are, you know, not in English, but it's kind of difficult, you know, especially when it's women, especially when they don't, they don't direct English features, you know, it's kind of difficult to find a good selection. Um, and also finding black directors is difficult. It's more easy now than it was, but, uh, last year or two years ago, um, I was trying to find, you know, black American directors and it was a little difficult to find. Um, this year it was really difficult with, um, uh, indigenous directors. I was trying to find an indigenous director to feature. Uh, I only found one, but I'm glad that I did. Um, but you know, stuff like that, I feel like it's so easy with a man, not to be like, oh, you know, man, I have it so easy with this because it's, you know, POC, I have it difficult no matter what, but it's easier if I wanted to find a male POC director. Yeah, mm-hmm. first one to come to mind immediately is obviously Jordan Peele, but then there are multiple others too. Sorry, I just, the reason thing I'm doing right now and why I'm being kind of like quiet because I'm looking at something is one thing also Mark might not be aware of that I'm sure you've used as a resource is that Letterboxd also just has like a list of films directed yeah. by a woman sort by genre or great yeah like, you know, and that, like... does, that does help i i always try to find you know movies that are similar to what i've watched before you know if i want to find a director that returned then i'll kind of look at her work but you know lists like that you know it's it's easy to find a list of female directed movies it's easy it's you know a little bit harder to find a list of female directed horror movies but then once you get to the specifics then it's kind of oh. getting into the weeds you know what you should have done? You should have come into Chicago tomorrow uh, or Friday because they're showing Nanny early, and that's a female-directed horror movie by a person. I have heard very good things, <laughs> and I've seen her first, her short, um, which is called Suicide by Sunlight, about a vampire. It's very good. It's a screening here on Friday. Uh, I won't be able to go because I work during the screening, but hey, call off work and come in. <laughs> No, you don't have to. Uh, you're like, I wasn't planning on it. How do you how do you find these movies? Are a lot of them like through festivals or DVDs or like streaming services? A lot of them are on streaming. Well, the newer ones are on streaming. Um, or if I have to rent them, you know, on Amazon or whatever. A lot of them are through, um, you know, video hosting YouTube channels like Horror Fest, stuff like that. Um, a lot of them are found other ways. um and then i i I don't want to do that obviously i want to support you know the movies um and then the older ones are always pretty easy to find on youtube thinking about it personally i don't like i don't know i guess i guess horror movies are kind of a soup for me because like i follow i've tried to do like toby hooper and i would like a bit of john carpenter and wes craven i i just had to think because i was like i i don't know if i pay attention much to the directors of horror exactly i mean just just very few i just feel like i'm i know more directors through like drama you forgot about the best current male horror director james wan (laughs) 
That's right. I'm hijacking the feminist horror podcast to talk about men. No. Okay. No, I wanted. I wanted. To, I wanted to pivot to like has. I kind of asked this already, but it's like, have you found? And you're kind of talking about it all the time. You're like, have you found people that you really enjoy following, or like they've got like a huge back catalog that you can go through and things like that. Yeah, I mean, well, and it is kind of the older ones. Um, there's a director, Kat Shea, who is, like, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Like, she has so many movies, and she, she does so many, like, like made-for-TV, and, um, you know, she did the Nancy Drew movie that came out a couple years ago, and she did, <laughs> she has all these, like, 80s slashers, and she just, she has so many movies, and it's like, she had a Netflix movie come out last year with Brooke Shields, it was a Christmas movie, and I was so excited because I was like, I know her. I'm so excited. This movie's going to be so good. <laughs> and it was good. Um, and then you have people like like Mary Lambert as well, who did The Pet Cemeteries. Um, she has a big collection as well. So it is kind of these. I think that women now are pivoting more towards TV. Um, Michelle McLaren is a very, very famous um, TV director. Um, she did the only episodes of Game of Thrones directed by a woman. Well, if you remember, sorry, I don't want to be like, well, no, actually. But I've, I've been texting you excitedly every time I've seen a House of the Dragon. So it's like, wow, this one's actually directed by a woman. It's like, yeah. it's not like gender. I think it's like 6-4. But like, since the previous show had four episodes total directed by a woman, I believe. And it was the and same woman. Yeah. Yeah. And these are like two separate women. And they're having women writers, too. I'm like... Okay, well, I'm glad they're, like, seeing the issue and trying to make it better for this. Especially because this, like, has, I would say, the two leads of it are women, so. And, Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, uh, you know, Michelle McLaren has only directed one movie years ago. It didn't do well. Yeah, and you have, I mean, you have directors like Kathy Yan or, um, who obviously did Birds of Prey. You have Karen Kusama, um, who was essentially blacklisted twice by the industry, um, they're definitely pivoting more towards TV. And if you see like, you know, like this year at the Emmys, all the direct, well, you know, most of the directors were women, um, women didn't win, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, it's still, you know, having that they, I feel like TV is a much better place for women right now. Um, and there's just more, you know, aside from Marvel, there's more freedom. Well, and also I'd say, um, one, one, I just thought I don't want to add, like and then this is example too but like you know jane campion disappeared for like a decade in tv and yeah so or the wachowskis as well so oh yeah i i forgot well no i actually i really liked sensate but it's funny that you did just name uh two directors that had that like tv moment before and actually to film. they don't have a horror movie they don't have a movie that's even horror adjacent so they've never been on the list sad well yeah. and they're i mean bad. i would say they're like one of the most prominent or you know they're very prominent female directors so it's kind of funny how that works out yeah who who do you who do you think is the most famous person that you've that do you do you think you've had like any any really like who's who's some really big names that have wound up on your list um catherine bigelow is a big one um uh, Hasn't Jane, Jane Campion popped up? Jane Campion Sorry. has. It was more of a thriller, but I allowed it. It was also kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of it's interesting because I think names like Karen Kusama are now more famous than they have been. I think when people think about 
you know, female directors. Karen Kusama does come up. I think Mary Heron comes up with American Psycho. But I think, yeah, I mean, those, like, definitely Catherine Bigelow, definitely Jane Campion. Yeah, I, I believe also, uh, first time Sarah's ever guest starred on a podcast, so I think, wasn't Berlin Syndrome originally a femme no, cover movie? No, it wasn't. It wasn't? It was oh, no. okay. Oop, oop. I do watch female directed movies outside of October. <laughs> well, no, but I, I thought I thought Berlin Syndrome might qualify as horror, so that's why I would I, I would say that it it could qualify. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's Kate Shortland for the listeners who might not have been on Wise of Time Dan, who directed Black Widow last year. God, time is weird. The Black Widow came out last year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even, and yeah, Nia DaCosta is directing uh, the Marvels. Yeah. Um, and she had Candyman. Which we, we don't need to talk about Candyman. <laughs> we love everyone involved with it. <laughs> well, Sarah, we the car some... is still burning. So yeah. uh, yeah. we're still waiting. The car is still burning. <laughs> well, do you guys want to play some games? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's pass the time. Why not? <laughs> All right. Um, well, I have a game that you might be familiar with called the Letterbox Game. Uh- <laughs> Whoa, how does it work? Um, how does it work? Um, <laughs> I might remember. Do you want me to try to? Like, yeah. Why don't you tell me? Oh yeah. Well, the Letterbox game is a, I'm a mansplaining this to Sarah. Right I can't. Now. I can't believe that you're like. Let me explain the Letterbox on on, the, the on this feminist the... flaming car crash. <laughs> We're on the porch. I just wanted to help. If Sarah doesn't want me to go, I. I she can explain it. That's, I, I just thought I might Well, from in. my understanding, <laughs> okay. I am going to list some films, some similar films on Letterboxd to what I would say are some, some hallmarks of Femtober, the most famous movies. And you can either play together or against each other and figure out what it we're is. We're going to play competitive, because I've never done this before competitively. And I don't not, want help, Mark. I mean, they're <laughs> not like sequels or anything, so it's not, I mean, there's nothing. What, are you going to remove directors? Because that's normally what I do, like similar, like same director movies. Um, I don't think that should be a problem. Okay, cool. All right, we ready? Yeah. yeah. How many so rounds do you got for us? I have a few. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But we, we don't can have only to go through them all. Let's just do three. Let's just do that's normal. Okay. Let's do three. <laughs> if you insist. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to go easy that. on you. These are well-known films in this sphere, so I'm not going to go easy on you if you don't know them. Okay. All right. The first one. The first film is Valentine, Black Christmas 2006, Scream, Urban Legend, and Dark Ride. I don't even know what the last one is. Uh, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> uh, was one of the new Halloweens directed by a woman? Nah. <laughs> nah. I know I know that for a fact. Um, I'm going to go with... Wait, which Scream? Is it original Scream or remake Scream? Original Scream. Okay. Like an actual horror movie. <laughs> I don't want to be like that. Like a more of a mainstream horror movie. Uh, Valentine. I'll just go with Jennifer's body off of Valentine being there. Because <laughs> Scream also guess. kind of has the like c- comedy of Jennifer's body, I feel like, too. So I'll go with Jennifer's body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess the Black Christmas remake, but I'm not confident about that. That is not correct. Either of never those. Right. No. This movie came out in 1982. Oh, I think I might know just off of the year. Mark, do you have a guess before I lock in my guess? 
I'm, I don't know if I'm right or not. This is my. I know it's around this time. OG um, Pet Cemetery. It is not. All right, this one might you might get it off of this one. The okay. next one is Sorority House Massacre. <laughs> I'm like, uh, maybe we'll yeah. get it. Was was Sleepaway Camp directed by a woman? My yeah. guess is uh the the Nightmare on Elm Street movie we watched in <laughs> feminist horror class, the 3D one. <laughs> Freddy, is that Freddy's Dead? I think yeah, Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Yes, <laughs> is it, is but that? that's not that's not the answer. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to skip this next one, okay. and I'm going to go to Prom Night 2008. So we have Valentine, Black Christmas 2006, Scream, original, Urban Legend, Dark Ride, Sorority House Massacre, Prom Night 2008. Is one of the Friday the 13th directed by a woman? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I know all the... Uh, oh, wait, I was going <laughs> to... I was about to say, I know all the Jason movies aren't directed by <laughs> You see his life. Um, the Jason movies. <laughs> okay, you did say you skipped over one, which to me means this movie was either remade or had like a one-off sequel. So... Can I... Or maybe this is this director made I think it's the movie. same director. Because yeah. I, I think it's probably like an early thing by someone we know. What a Bigelow movie. Because the only Bigelow movie coming to my mind right now is Near Dark. which But she said nothing with vampires. So I don't think it's Near Dark. So. I think... I feel like 82 is too old. I don't but, know. I mean, that's... I'm so... like I, We're mad! I gotta throw in my towel here. Yeah, I'm feeling... I'm feeling... I gotta throw out a guess just so I can. So I'll go with the Carrie remake thinking that you accidentally load up <laughs> the originals. <laughs> That is not correct. <laughs> the answer is the Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, uh, okay. Which is considered like the pioneer feminist horror movie. Oh Adds my gosh. to watch list. <laughs> Who directed right. the Slumber Party Massacre? That was Amy Holden Jones. Um, and then the second and third parts were different directors. I didn't like the first one. I love the second one. Third one was okay, and then I watched the remake this year, which was bad. <laughs> which one did you have to remove from the similar films list? The second part, Summer okay. <laughs> Party Massacre 2. Okay, I was just wondering. <laughs> All right, give us another one. Hopefully we do better. <laughs> All right, um, this one, I, I, I chose ones that I feel like are like important films, so we'll see. All right. Let's see how much we know about feminist horror. We're gonna this be one might be. On this. <laughs> this one, we'll see. All right. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. The Haunting, nineteen ninety nine. Dead Silence. The Woman in Black. The Haunting, nineteen sixty three. The Changeling. I think I have a good guess for this, but Mark, do you have a guess for this? It's not like the Amityville Horror remake. I think my my guess is. The soulmate movie we watched in feminist horror class. No. <laughs> All right. What year did the movie come out? This movie came out in 1959. Oh, wait. I was going to guess The Wasp Woman, but now I'm thinking that was directed by Roger Corman. <laughs> was that movie? It might have been, yeah. Because we watched that in feminist horror class, but I remember we watched some male directed movies in that class, too. 
1959. Was it the movie that's based on The Turn of the Screw? No. You mean the new one that came out in 2020? <laughs> nah. I'm sure I it's been even... made a bunch of times. Yeah, I remember that. It, well, the one the one that's famous had a name that I can't remember, but this is me probably this is probably pre nineteen fifty nine, but it's an old movie. I'm gonna guess the Hitchhiker, which I believe was directed by Ida. Oh, Lupino. what a good guess that is. Uh, that is a good I guess. Feel, yeah, I feel like that might be too old. <laughs> that's in my mind as a forties movie because I know it's um, related to Hughes, so it probably is a little too. Like Ida not, Lupino was connected to Hughes. Yeah, it's not, not correct. That, all right. I will say this one is a little bit tricky because <laughs> it's tricky because it's not it's an uncredited director. Oh, okay. Well, you oh. you owe us another movie. Okay. So give us the next movie. Um the next one is Crimson Peak. Okay, so it's gothic horror. It's an uncredited. So is this an uncredited co-director, or is it someone who was under like a pseudonym? Um. So it's how do I explain? So it's somebody who she's uncredited because she kind of ended up having to take over the production. Oh, Miss Flow situation. Got it. Uh. So probably. Is it an American film? Yes. Which haunting did you say? I said both. Okay, I was going to guess the, <laughs> the earlier one and you forgot to take it out. That was what I was going to guess. I will say, I do know for a fact that this is correct. However, it looks like it's been scrubbed from the internet. So now I'm like <laughs> frantically trying to find her name. <laughs> oh, wouldn't her name oh, be in the credits the of the movie? thing of no. all. Well, no, I mean, wasn't she an actor in it who took over? Or was she someone no. else on crew? Oh, okay. So I should not be thinking like big female... Actors who might be able to step in. Got it. Okay. Right. I just can't think of like pre seventies horror for some reason. I'm just gonna guess the blob. Whatever. That's not humanoids right. of the deep. No, I know. <laughs> All right. Give us uh, the last film and then recap for the listeners at home. All right. The last one is. I found her name by the way. Don't worry. The last one is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. The others. So we've got. The Haunting to that, or the, the Haunting 1999, Dead Silence, The Woman in Black, The Haunting 1963, The Changeling, Crimson Peak, The Others, from 1959. I'm, I'm just, just gonna say the ghost because I don't. I, I, I'll, I'll throw Jennifer's body, even though I know I, I have no idea. And you're gonna say it. I'm gonna probably be like, oh, okay. Well, you're not. This. You're gonna know the movie, but you're not gonna know it's directed by women. Yeah, I know. That's what I figured. House. The movie is House on Haunted Hill. Ah, oh, what? Yes. Holy cow! What is the tale there? Well, so I I put this on this list because I knew it. Like I knew that this was a thing, but it's not on Wikipedia anymore. It's not on IMDb. Check the talk um, page. <laughs> yeah. but it's rosemary horvath was again she was uncredited she was like so so william castle who directed this movie he was a really like really outlandish like really gimmicky weird director so it was kind of you know he was kind of like the the roger corman of his time so you know it was just a situation where he was so busy like caught up in the gimmicks of it that she stepped in 
But now it's like, why is it scrubbed from the internet? Why can I not find it? What is this conspiracy? <laughs> All right. I have oh, I have two that I could do. I think I'm going to go with, should I be nice or should I be mean? I'm going to be nice. I kind of, nice. I think we've learned more doing the mean ones. <laughs> yeah. That's a really, you know. Oh, see, now I'm like, hmm. Um, yes. You know what? I will be, I will be mean. Because I think that this is a good movie to, to feature. Hey, when we're done, tell us what the nice one would have been. Okay, I will. Ride. And you're going you're gonna to love it, I promise. All right, here we go. In the bedroom, August, Osage County, uh, Volve, Volver, 2006, uh, Ordinary People, and Stoker. Okay. Wow. So it's probably like something that is on the edge of thriller and horror. Judging off of those films. You are correct. Is this Promising Young Woman? No. Okay. Mark, do you have a guess? Uh, it's not a good guess, but it's time period. Uh, girl Walks Home Alone at Night. No. Give us the year. Like that would be please. the easy option. The year is uh, 1997. All right, 97. Okay. Is it an American film? It Wait. is American. Is this when Bound comes out? Is this Bound? No. No. Okay. So they I guess are not, not on the list. The Wachowskis aren't on the list. <laughs> and Bound's well, not a horror movie. I haven't seen. It's Bound. an erotic. Thriller. I would say this movie well, is often. To, it's in the often called. <laughs> it is often called a horror movie. It's. You could definitely argue that it is not. Well, I already threw out my guess for this round, so Mark has to guess. I can't guess again until I get like rules of the game say I can't guess again until. We move on to the next movie that you give us. So Mark has to give out a guess. Is this the Nicole Kidman movie? The I think that's called The Others, but I think I'm like 10 years too early. It is not. And you are 10 years too early. Next movie, uh, The Celebration. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I, <have no laughs> I, know, I don't know is. if I've ever heard of this movie. So 1997. I've that movie. I'm trying to think of where now. Female directors who would have got the opportunity to make something that's on the level of In the Bedroom. And yes, I know In the Bedroom's a debut feature, but like it was a big Oscar-loved film, much like Ordinary People. I'm not saying this is an Oscar movie, but it makes me think that it was in conversation if those are the related films. I would not be surprised if it was in conversation. I feel like it's it's like upper middle class people and there is a ghost. Nothing much else. And it's not it's not know. a Pedro Almodovar film. Which is, which would really do it for me. Okay, 97 is the year of Titanic. (laughs) So what else was up for Oscars the year of Titanic? Well, it was not nominated for an Oscar. Okay, but it might have been at the Globes. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it was at the Globes. I think you're, you're focused too much on the other films. This is a woman. She has since made other films, but this is considered her best work. Is this The Virgin Suicides? I don't it's think that's not. a horror. Yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. Was, I don't think that Good would qualify guess. as horror. But I know that's around when her career is starting. Also, class and there is a ghost. Yeah, but also Lost in Translation. I feel like is her most well-regarded film. So a little problematic on that now. But all right. Uh, so give us the last film, and then recap for the listeners at home. All right. The last one is Fanny and Alexander. <laughs> so you've got in the bedroom. Uh, August, Osage County, Volver, uh, Ordinary People, Stoker, The Celebration, 
Fanny and Alexander from 1997. Uh, for some reason, my mind keeps going back to Adrian Lynn Melvins, even though that's obviously a man. Um, All my ghosts are foreign. Okay, so female director, still working. All right, so she's let me run movie, through the. She's got a movie coming out this year. So coming out, not out yet. Then maybe this is the Catherine Bigelow deep cut that Catherine I don't know Bigelow does about. not have a movie coming out there. So now, now I gotta. I've seen three female directed horror movies, not horror movies at the film festival. I've seen three female directed total. Horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the film festival, I've seen three female directed films. No, I, don't know so, I don't know if you're going to get this. I'm going to be honest. This one is hard. Well, okay, well, I'm just going for movies that are coming out that are directed by women. Maybe it's a Netflix movie because streaming takes over every woman's distribution these days. So me thinking about what my might go see in theaters isn't going to help. And Kenny Ortega directed the original Hocus Pocus, so that's not an option either. <laughs> yes, yes, because in the bedroom, it's a related film. <laughs> I've seen in the bedroom. I just watched Little Children, and I've not seen in the bedroom. Can I ask? Not where Sarah Polly. What? What was your question? Sorry. Was this like a big theatrical event, or is it something that we would know through like indie channels? It is definitely a film school film. Mm. It is not a mainstream film, but I feel like you've definitely heard of it. Okay. Is it the Wasp? No. All right. I'm, well, I'm going to try to narrow this down still for movies that are coming out that are not out yet that are directed by women this year. Because you said she's got it coming out this year, which means it's not out yet. Yes. So, this coming week, we got Black Adam and Ticket to Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Next weekend, we got Armageddon Time. That's James Gray. That's not going to work. I don't believe there's anything coming out the week before because the next week is Black Panther. Maybe it's probably an indie movie, right? Because you said she's an art. She's not. It's not like a mainstream movie that's coming out, right? It's probably an indie movie, um, or an um, movie. It's I'm mainstream. Not, You're it not going to say it's more mainstream than you might think. Well, Babylon's mainstream. Puss in Boots is mainstream. Avatar: The Way of Water is mainstream. All these are men-directed films. There's Devotion. There's The Fablements. There's is it theatrical? Am I in the right area? Or, it okay. is theatrical. So just naming every movie that's coming out that's not directed by a woman that's theatrical this is by the of... end of this year. Got it. Okay. Uh... I should have given you the easy one. <laughs> I got to figure this out now. Maybe... You've said, I, I, I pride myself on knowing the entire release schedule. And if I don't... Maybe, if I... maybe we should just ask... No, I gotta think of that. List. I gotta, I gotta come up with a woman. Name a, this is like the Billy Actor sketch. Name a woman. Name any woman. Uh, she's got a movie coming out that's mainstream. Ticket to Paradise is directed by a man. I'm trying to think of what other ones like genres I might be forgetting about. Horrible indictment of 2022. This oh, is. is this the uh, director of She Said? No, because <laughs> I knew I thought her uh, show on Netflix was vaguely scary. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. Too. What is it? No, I need to guess it, Mark. I need to guess it. Mark's like, I need to we guess can't it. Go through it every week. I feel like I'm not gonna. I'm not calling you. I'm. You're missing a major factor of this movie and this director and all of her previous works and this work that you are not thinking of. <laughs> What is what is this movie? What is coming out? 
I feel like you're gonna not you're not even gonna know what this movie is by now. Like I feel like it's this big lead up and you're gonna be like, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> but you yeah, said what, it's a major what's, dance what's release that's not indie. Your upcoming movie, not this movie. I know, but I can think of the I can't think of the upcoming movie. That's the issue here. I can't think I of the upcoming learn. I can't think of the upcoming movie. If I don't know this movie, that's different than if I can't name the director. <sighs> Danny's having a meltdown right now. What is coming out? I will ask for one last thing. All right. Can you tell me the studio this movie is at, the upcoming one? I don't know. (laughs) 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 And if I cannot get it off the studio within 10 seconds, I I will give up and just guess Jennifer's body. (laughs) It's TriStar. (laughs) Sony Pictures. TriStar Sony. Oh, I know this. It's Eve's Bayou. Yes, is it? it is Eve's Bayou. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm mad I couldn't get it without the, the studio. But I'm glad I could get it with it. Because she's got I Want to Dance with Somebody coming out. Which is a movie I try to forget is coming out because I don't like the writer of it. And I think it's insulting that the trailer advertises the writer and not the director. Yes. Would you? Because I, I should watch these by you. I've never seen it. Curtis good. I feel like I've seen parts of it. I think it was definitely. Now that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, we were definitely like shown that in class. I think. It's... I'll be honest. I think the reason I didn't think of these by you is that I feel like most of the movies you mentioned were incredibly white. So I was just gonna be like, okay, this is one of those like upper middle class white people dramas. Yeah. So it's uh, it's. I gave it five stars. I think it's a fantastic movie. So it's been on my watch list since college, so I should probably check it out at some point. What was the easy one you were going to give us? Um, the easy one was uh, Twilight. So. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right. Well, well, all right. Do you have a, a game of list for us? I do. I know we we went a little long on the letterbox game, but we can do this. Game of lists usually goes. Let's quicker do a anyway. quick game of lists. It, right. it usually goes quicker. So I'm gonna. It's a multiple choice. What language? Wait, what's the list? Do you have to tell us the list is? The list is Femtober. It's on my Femtober list. Oh, all? Not just this year? All? All of them. Okay. What language has not been represented in Femtober? A? Tagalog. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. multiple choice. choice. Oh, you're right. Yeah, this is the right. multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> Navi. A? The Navi A? language. <laughs> B? Irish. C, Czech, or D, Flemish. What was A again? Lao. I'm going to go with D, Flemish. I think Mark I'm going to go with Irish. Correct answer is Irish. Yeah. Whatever. I know there are some you watch cuts Brave. from Flemish. From you should the... watch Brave. <laughs> fix our movie. It's spooky. And then I'll give you one more, if that's okay. Give us yeah. two more. Give us three two questions. More? Two okay. more questions. That Next one. So how many languages total have been in Femtober? And this is, how many years has Femtober been? Seven? Five. Six? Five? And every year I try to, I put foreign films in. I'm going to say 14. I was going to say 17. 17 is correct. No! Wow. <laughs> right, I'll so read them real the quick. Right. <laughs> well, so yeah, got- three is first. Silent, English, Polish, French, Greek, Lao, Thai, Portuguese, Spanish, Swiss, 
Danish, Flemish, Japanese, Czech, Hindi, Cantonese, German. Worried that you were going to actually say Tagalog. Glad my instinct was right on that. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if there was a deep cut there as well. All right. This was the last question. All right. Well, this one is a little... Is it going to be the question you hinted at earlier where you said you weren't going to say something? Cause... No. I was, okay. well, no, was going to talk. So what I was saying before is that, with that the director that I was talking about before is becoming like a big name in horror is this loud director named Maddie Doe, and she's amazing. Oh, um, I didn't think it would director. be her. I was thinking it was going to be Julia Ducournau. Well, speaking of, speaking of Ju- Julia Ducournau, um, so I, I looked at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lists of influential female horror directors. From Variety, Rotten Tomatoes, Cinema Blend, Bloody Disgusting, IndieWire, IMDb, and Letterboxd. Can you give me the top five that were most included on these lists? I think Ducournau is one of them. I think Kusama is one of them. I think... We, we can work together on this one, Mark. Like, I, I think... Yeah. Did we sit... I don't know if Bigelow would be... I think, I think Mary Heron's got to be on there. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think Bigelow's on there. Yeah, I, think I, don't we got think, I think Jennifer Kent will be there just for the Babadook alone. Because the Babadook was a very influential movie. Yeah. So and we need one more. Rachel Talay. Why not? <laughs> Go for Rachel Talay. That's my guess, at least. Is it? Are you okay with that, Mark? Yeah, I don't know. I don't wanna, this, <laughs> this, like, is, this is the appropriate it. way to end this I want this my episode. car towed already. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> like, I mean, the car is on fire. It's not going to... Where's like, the extinguisher? <laughs> it's, it, it'll, it'll burn out. Maybe it exploded already. Um, <laughs> just just, I wish I had a like better a answer. Explosion. <laughs> and so the are wolves you, are... Is yeah, that I think, answer? Yeah. All right. Um, so you got them all right, except for not Rachel Talalay, yeah, but Anna Lily Amarpore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because she kind of falls under that Babadook thing where she made one movie that was very influential and then everyone's kind of come and gone. There you but, go. She, she's yeah. on TV now, too. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I know she directed, a, I think, a Legion episode back when I was into Legion. <laughs> so... Well, All right, this was fun. The car is we, on fire. This was, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, you, uh, you proved that uh, we are men. I don't know anything about this stuff. Well, <laughs> it took me this... getting narrowing down every studio film that's coming out in the next three months <laughs> to get to one final actual right letterbox answer. Well, this was a fantastic episode, and I've got Slumber Party Massacre tabbed up so i can i can check that out before we're we're like halfway through october during when we're when we had our car crash so we have some time before (laughs) spooky season happens to like actually return to civilization and watch these things it's true we also just don't watch them on your phone well, I would invite you guys inside. Dead. Our phone died. <laughs> I would invite you inside, but it's getting kind of cold, and you know, I did. You know, wait, wait, didn't you didn't you say you were gonna let us in when we were done talking to you on the porch? Well, didn't Mark just say that he has his phone ready to go? <laughs> he said it, we just both said our phones were dead. Oh, no, Mark was right. Mark was loading up the movie and it just died. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, no, I'm sorry, I, I turned it back on, 
and it had just enough energy to let me type in Slumber Party Massacre. And that was it. So, well, yeah. I guess I can let you in. Okay. Great. Great. Hopefully oh next my week gosh. we can uh, we'll talk about Finding Nemo instead of the spooky stuff. Are we doing Finding Nemo that next week? Yeah. Okay. Great. Wait, I forgot something! I forgot something wait, out here! Wait, before before we go in your house, wait, Sarah. What? How can people find find your letterbox and this list? Um, it's just my name. It's just Sarah Kanaw. Uh S-A-R-A-H-K-N-A-U-F. Whoa! That's so cool! Now let's get back inside! I'm freezing! Zoinks! Whoa! <laughs> Looking for the Ocean is produced by Mark Young and Danny Vincent. Our original artwork was done by Sarah Knopf, and each episode is edited by me. If you'd like to be notified about new episodes, you can find us on Facebook at Looking for the Ocean of Pixar Journey, on Twitter at Pixar Journey, on Instagram at Looking for the Ocean Pod, and on our website, lookingfortheoceanpixar.podbean.com. If you want to know what I'm up to or find me on social media, you can head over to markyoungperformer.com. If you'd like to see all my takes on all the movies, you can find me on Letterboxd at Blankman's. If you'd like to hear me on another podcast, I also have The Snub Club, a podcast about film history. We'll see you next time. See you next time.